Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here is always my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, another Sunday and another review show. And, you know, the Jets have a better record than the Patriots. Yeah, they do what a have a better world. record than the Patriots. What a world. They have a better record than the Patriots. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen Bill Belichick lose his mind like he did. For the two-minute warning, I forget what the hell what the hell it was, but he just well he launched his headset to outer space. It was very <laughs> funny. Yeah, I mean that was what a crazy week of not just like you know the New York teams. It was kind of nuts. Those Giants throwbacks, though, they should just wear those all the time. Yep, yep, and keep the end zones red. I know it looks so much better. Looks so much better. Looks so much better, but but I, you know, I mean I don't think yeah. they want to be without a quarterback like they were for uh, a better part of that game because oof, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Jets play the Bears also. Oh my God, that's going to be a crazy game. Oh boy, oh boy. Wait, so well, Trey Lance is out for the season. The Jets don't play the Niners this year, but Zach Wilson's going to be playing all all the other quarterbacks in the first round. Besides Trey Lance. Yep. Actually, because mm-hmm. you know, he's playing Trevor on Thursday Night Football, and then he's playing Justin Fields and Mac Jones, Fields. potentially. Yeah. Mr. Fields. Mr. Fields. Anyway, oh, that Jack game was fantastic. Lo- love me some, some – I think it's – I'm going to call it Jersey Jersey and not Philly Philly. Um, I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but – it's fascinating. A lot of fascinating things happened today. Looking forward to talking about it. Yes. Um, you know, let's start off with some kind of sadish news. And I don't want to downplay it because it's thir- I'm talking about Thursday. Thursday night football. Oh. Oh yeah. It feels like a month ago. I yeah, I know. Yeah. That was that was uh Really made you question. Honestly, it made me question. Like, why do I watch the sport again? Because, like, we you you know the risks, but once you when you see it happen in real time, you're like, oh god, this is not this is not fun at all. Like, this is this is not what I want at all. Those thoughts never crossed my mind. I know why I watch this sport because I love this sport. However, I mean, babe, they better hope that Tua is able to at least function because there's just about there. There's about practice all over what happened outside of the game and everything like that. I don't want to dwell on it too much because of course this is fantasy. Um, but it very obviously there was, there were things that were not diagnosed properly. And here we are now finding ourselves in the situation that we are, uh, that we are in. The NFL, NFLPA is going to have a field day investigating the Miami Dolphins. A, a, a field day. I mean, there's already one casualty because they fired the uh, neurologist responsible. Yes, NFLPA did. Yes, the NFLPA. And, you know, that is their, as they said, it's their prerogative to do that. So good on them for doing that. Um, and the crazy thing is that Tua was allowed to get back, not even in, you know, not even that he was allowed to play in this game. 
he was he came back into the Buffalo game after on national t on that basically national television. I mean, I was watching Red Zone at the time, and Scott Hansen was like, "Oh my god!" I he I feel like he was going to say, "Holy shit!" Can you believe that? Because I've never seen. I mean, maybe a couple times, but like a guy just stumble like that just so suddenly for a back injury for a back injury, quote unquote. And yes, technically it is a back injury because your spine is connected to your, you know, the, the vertebrae is connect. The backbone is connected to the head bone, to the neck bone. And it's all interconnected. Who would have thought? Um, and the fact of the matter is that, you know, we're trusting these people to diagnose concussions when it's just a lot of things that are not that just don't sit right with me with this well the absolute wrong call was made the wrong call was made and obviously best wishes to Tua and and hopefully he can have somewhat of a normal life let alone a career I mean you got to work on one thing first um, encouraging that he was able to fly back but I, I I don't know how he's going to get the okay to come back next week, let alone have up this year. Yeah. I, I think you can safely rule him out for the, for the jet game coming up. I think you can safely rule Tua out indefinitely. Yeah. Which safely. is basically, which is basically what they did. I think is they ruled him out indefinitely, which mm-hmm. could mean for the whole season could mean, for maybe a week. like a week, oh, mm-hmm. a week. I feel like, uh, yeah. You never know. You never know. It could be a week. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, who knows? That's it. That's the thing is, is you don't, you don't know how long it's going to be. Yeah. Honestly, if this game, like going from Buffalo to the Cincinnati game, if that game was Sunday to Monday, I wouldn't have let two played play. And the fact no. that it was on a short turnaround makes it even worse. No, he never should have gone back into the Buffalo game. Simple as that. Well, right. And he shouldn't have played in this game. It should have uh-uh. just been Teddy Bridgewater for the whole yep. whole thing. Yep. And granted, you know, Teddy Bridgewater really held his own in this one. And we know he's he, he's an established veteran, you know, competent mm-hmm. quarterback here. Tyree Kill had a great day. Uh, you know, he didn't score, but you know, what are you gonna do? But he did right. basically he did basically everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Waddle, not as much. Oh, God, hey, I didn't need him in the guillotine though. Yeah, hundred and forty-three points. Ugh, unbelievable. Wow, thank you. Yeah, well, I survived, even though didn't require I, much. No, it did not require much. Was kind of hoping that you know a real stinker of a week would come, not when I put up one hundred and forty-three points. Yeah, I. It was not great. You know, Tony Pollard didn't do a lot for me. I benched Jahan Dotson for Tony Pollard because I thought, ah, Jahan Dotson didn't do all that well. But he seemed to be getting all the looks, but we'll get there. And, you know, I still have Cam Akers and Jeff Wilson going on Monday. So we'll see how that goes. But um, going on to the Bengals, I mean, Joe Burrow also had a pretty good performance. 19 ish points, something that's kind of worrying for 
myself, not just because I have, I all, I am a manager that has Joe Mixon on my team, but also because, um, just for other people as well, Joe Mixon just didn't look he like he had the volume, but that's really like, that's his upside at this point. It's volume. Cause he's just yeah. not being efficient. The offensive line stinks is really, is really what it comes down to before we talk about the Bengals in depth. I just want to spend a little bit of time talking about the Dolphins with Teddy Bridgewater. I think it was very clear to me that if Teddy Bridgewater is going to be taking shots downfield, it's going to be a Tyreek Hill. He's going to spread the ball around a bit more. I'm not necessarily super concerned with Tyreek. I am a little bit concerned with Waddle, a little bit. But I I, I still am going to be starting both pretty comfortably like that neither one of them really takes a bump in my rest of year ranks i still will have both of them inside my top 20 they'll both be fine they'll both be weekly starts i just kind of feel like if there's one guy that's going to benefit more perhaps it's reek more so than it is waddle but back back to the Bengals. i mean their offensive line stinks I, I actually kind of think, and we talked about this coming into the year, and I said this multiple times, and people wanted to come at me because, oh, I'm just a, 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 a hater of the Bengals. No, I was you calling love- for mass statistical regression for this entire team. True. And you are, you are a noted Joe Mixon fan. Also, I, 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 well, There is no bigger Joe Mixon fan than I. There is no bigger Joe Mixon fan than I, but we, we also have to be realistic and say what they did last year it in how do i put this it 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 was an outlier it was an outlier that could be the best of joe burrow from a statistical output that we see it's kind of like joe burrow's last season in college where it was he was playing out of his mind sure for a year sure and the entire yep. team was playing out of their minds for that year. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and look, this is this is no. I'm not taking any shots at the Bengals. They're going to be fine. You roster all of them. You play. You play all of them. But it's just managing your expectations, and people are going crazy about Jamar Chase. The the league figures this stuff out. The league figures it out eventually. Like, I'm sorry, but. This is not, these are not the Kansas City Chiefs. This is not the Buffalo Bills. This is the Cincinnati Bengals. It's not that level of offense yet. Yet. Yeah. Jamar Chase is not the level of receiver that Tyreek Hill was in Kansas City, that Stefan Diggs is in Buffalo. Nor do I think Burrow is a quarterback the level of Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. Not yet. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's a problem and it's the same thing with Miami to a point where where you have an offense with with multiple great receivers and you're just like, who is it going to be this week? Because on some offenses, it's not both. It's usually not both. And like we see that with kind of Philadelphia to a bit of an extent, to a lesser extent with the Jets, with Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. But it's like, who is it going to be? Who's going to be the guy that gets a lot of the focus? Um, is it going to be Higgins? Is it going to be Chase? In some leagues, some people have both. 
I know Jared in the guillotine has both somehow. Um, so that's something that you kind of have to like think about. And I think that's why a lot of people are worried about the Bengals, I guess, a little bit is because like you spent a first, second round pick on Jamar Chase and you just don't know what kind of week he's going to have. And really, you should have known that going in because that was like one of the things that we were talking about in the offseason. They're like, this guy is immensely volatile, immensely mm-hmm. volatile. And you have to you take the good with the bad. And it's kind of like Terry Kill in that way. You take the good with the bad. He's going to put up like three points, but also he could put up 40. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And it just comes with the, with the territory. I mean, you're not benching any of these guys unless, you know, maybe you could bench Burrow if you have a better option. But this is what you just have to come to expect. We talked about this all throughout the offseason, and people just chose not to listen. So here we go. I'm not, I'm not bragging. I'm not taking this as a victory lap. I'm just saying there's a re- there's a reason why I talk about fantasy football for a living. <laughs> like, come on. Humble, humble brag. Humble brag. Ooh, Mike Evans just caught his second touchdown of the night. <laughs> Mike Evans just propelled me to a win in the non in the non uh, <laughs> in the non guillotine. You love to see it. That beautiful man. That beautiful man. God bless him. I'm in a little bit of a dog fight right now. A little bit, little bit of a dog fight where I have Evans and where I have Brady. So, and I have Brady going up against Mahomes. So, Ooh. Mr. Brady needs to turn it up. I'm very conflicted because I have Mahomes in my work league, and the person I'm going up against has Clyde and Kelsey. So I'm like, yeah, throw a touchdown, but not to them, please. Shit. Shit. <laughs> well, yeah. Those two, those two things did not come true for you. Sorry. No, not even close. No. Uh, okay. Anything else with these with these two teams? Um, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is a solid streaming option, but is really t- uh, touchdown or bust. Okay. Gotcha. And honestly, with Gase- or I was going to put the cart before the horse there, but with Bridgewater quarterback, I don't think Gasicki is worth it at this no. point. No. 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 I think that that should be said, but uh, let's talk. Since we we might spend a bit of time on this, let's just get this out of the way. Let's talk about this Jet game, huh? What a fun fun game! A lot of storylines. Zach Wilson's first game back, caught and threw for a touchdown, which is always fun. Um, Brees Hall had a great game. Uh, it looked like I think the the one thing that's worrying and worrying maybe a little is that Garrett Wilson didn't get as much as you would have wanted. I mean, he got six targets, so that's something. But uh, And that's really their first real serious game of football, non-preseason game of football together. I mean, I'm encouraged, honestly, with, with Garrett Wilson. He's seeing more of the field week after week after week after week. We've had a steady progression of the amount of snaps that Garrett Wilson has played through each of the four weeks, which is great, which is what yep. we want to see, which is my which is my biggest gripe with Garrett Wilson. It was not based on performance. It was based on how much of the field is he actually going to see. But Garrett Wilson now, he played 54 snaps in this game. Love that. Love that. More of that, please. He was second, yep. he was second on the team for position players outside of Elijah Moore, who never comes off the field. Yeah, absolutely. And 
like and the running game really overcame the pretty bad play calling at some points where the Steelers just knew that the Jets were going to run the ball on first down up the middle. It was like you could set your watch to it. And Michael Carter didn't do as well, but Brees Hall definitely uh, he had it was great with the with the uh, reach over the goal line or reach reach over for the touchdown to to go ahead in the fourth quarter. But uh, what are you looking at with those guys? The change is coming. The yeah. change is coming where Brees Hall is going to be much more of a steady fantasy option than Michael Carter is going to be. I mean, that's what it looked like this week. Yes, for sure. Yep. And, I, and it was the first time that I had uh, Brees Hall ranked above of Michael Carter, and it's going to be the first of many moving forward. Yeah. Um, and, you know, from last year, Zach Wilson, Corey Davis still have a little bit of chemistry. So that might be like in like way deeper leagues. That could be something because it seems mm-hmm. like Corey Davis. I mean, he had a great touchdown catch against the Browns in that comeback win. And he had another touchdown catch in this one. So it, why it's not? The, it's the, it's the absolute incredibleness of, of Corey Davis. That incredibleness. <laughs> is that a word? It is now. It is now. He is just, a, he's amazing. He's amazing. It's a top talent. <laughs> he, he sure is. He sure is. Uh, for Pittsburgh, finally the change has come. I, I mean, can't believe that they. I can't believe they did it. I, I I want to put that out there. I cannot believe they actually did it. See, this is a good example that bullying works actually, because if mm-hmm. this game was on the road, that Trubisky would have played all four quarters. But because this game was at home, and the I'm going to call it Heinz Field because it's Heinz Field. The Heinz Field crowd was giving it to the Pittsburgh Steelers because they just look lifeless on offense with Trubisky under center. Yeah. That Mike Tomlin was like, you know what? I'm not going to bring you back out there, Mitch. Um, I'm going to bring in bring I'm going to bring in the rookie because to give you to give us a spark a spark. And that's what he said in the in the postgame press conference. He wanted to give the team a spark. And he did. You know, they ended up taking the lead. You know, they were looking like they could uh, pull away, but Kenny Pickett, you know, for his first game, showed a couple of rookie mistakes. You know, he threw the one of the interceptions was on a Hail Mary, so you can kind of throw that out there. But um, he threw a costly interception that basically led to the game-winning drive. And he showed you know, he showed you something with his legs. He had two rushing touchdowns. So that's good. I want to make something abundantly clear when talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, because obviously this all goes to talking about what the Steelers offense is now with Kenny Pickett. With Pickett, he's a must add in all formats, super flex, uh, 14 team, 12 team, 10 team. He's a must add because I think when we look at the quarterbacks that are available, right? We know that the upside with a lot of them is limited. Like if we look at the guys that are universally available, we look at guys like Geno Smith. We look at guys like Carson Wentz, perhaps. We look at guys like Ryan Tannehill. We Marcus kind of know Mariota. what they are. Yeah, Marcus Mariota. We kind of know what they're what they are, right? With with Pickett, he's one of the few unknowns that's out there in terms of we don't know what this guy's ceiling is which is very, very intriguing to me. 
because you could take a chance on him. And if he becomes a fantasy star with how he's throwing the ball, his average depth of target, a dot love a dot 13.2 yards in this game, it's going to come down a little bit, but that, that that's okay. But the fact that he was willing to throw the ball deep is good because th- that is an aspect of the Steelers offense. That was not there with Mitch Trubisky is taking those downfield shots, which yeah, he threw, he threw his first pick on his first pass attempt on a downfield shot to chase Claypool. Okay, fine. But he threw the ball downfield, which is great, which is great. We'll get there in a minute. And then the other thing, the ability that he has with his legs, running the ball six times, 15 yards, two touchdowns. That is going to open such a new dimension to this Steelers offense. This offense now has become a spot where Deontay Johnson, I want all of that. Pat Fryermuth, I want all of that. George Pickens. George Pickens is a must-add if he is available in your leagues. He's a must-add for the same reasons as Pickett. We don't know what the ceiling is, but now there's a quarterback that can get him the ball consistently. Yes, please. Yes, please. Pickens must-add. Must, 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 must. Yep. Ironically, this is kind of like how Mitch Trubisky started his career, mm-hmm. where the incumbent played so horribly, who was also a free agent ad, by the way, played so horribly that he was taken out mid-game for Trubisky. So, mm-hmm. yep. oh, how the oh how the turntables. How, how the turntables, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's go into our next game, and that is the London game. The Vikings and the Saints. So I know I want to talk about the Jet game first, but really, chronologically speaking, the London game was first. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, North London is purple, actually. Okay, it's not red; it's purple. No, it's fucking red. Let's not, that, <laughs> let's not get that fucking confused. It is fucking red. Up the fucking Arsenal. Unlike Manchester, we are top of the league. We are top of the league. All I have to say is it should have been ten. Probably against against United, it should have been ten. You lucky bastards, it should have been ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, the Vikings and the Saints. This was a an interesting game. Surprise! Surprised a lot of people that Jameis was not playing in this game. Oh, it wasn't um, a surprise to me. Well, I think heading into the week, it was a surprise that we were at this point now, where it was going to be Andy Dalton at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people thought that Jameis was going to tough it out again, sure. but um, he he did not. And also Alvin Kamara not being in this game. That was a surprise. Yeah. That was I a think surprise. People now, were very led to believe, very much led to believe. And you guys talked about it on the mailbag where like, oh, his trial was moved. So it looks like he's going to play. And it just ended up not working out. Well, still dealing with the rib injury, but let me let me ask you very very quickly before we get into everything we do have to, we do have to pick it up. Um, if you're a commissioner and you had an Alvin Kamara manager didn't wake up to set their lineups, realizing that Alvin Kamara was going to be out, are you are you making a swap for them or are you letting it be? Well, that's a great question, especially if you're like me, and by me I I mean in a time zone. Like if you're in Utah or California, where the London game is at either 6:30 in California or 7:30 in Utah, I don't know. That's a tough call. 
So I had this happen to me today, and the way the way that I did it was very simple. Was very simple. I asked the opponent. I put the decision in the opponent's hands. I'm like, hey, Alvin Kamara is in the person you're playing's lineup. Do you want do you want Alvin Kamara in, or do you want me to take Alvin Kamara out and have they can put in uh, somebody else? Graciously enough, that manager said, take Alvin Kamara out. They could put somebody else in. That's the way I handle it. That's interesting. Because, yeah, it, you it, takes, it takes blood off of my hands. Well, yeah. And you also, you don't want to be too heavy handed with just adjusting people's lineups because that's a power that you do not want to use all that often. Like, it's like a in case of emergency break glass power that mm-hmm. you, that you want to use because yeah. you can just be like, well, if somebody like I could just do that all the time if I want to be really overactive and then not have a fantasy league because nobody wants to play with me. But um, that's an interesting, interesting question that I didn't think uh, you were going to ask. But yeah, that's a, it's not a bad idea for sure. Keeps blood off of my hands. That's what I want. Yeah. The old, yeah, cover your ass. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Bingo. Uh, so for these Saints, uh, with Alvin Kamara being out, it was definitely more of a split between Latavius Murray and Mark Ingram. And Latavius Murray got the touchdown. Taysom Hill also got a touchdown, which, I mean, who? what else is new? Taysom Hill does a weird thing and scores a touchdown. Right. And uh, for the receivers, Michael Thomas was also out for this game. And Chris Olave looking more like the guy. Uh, he caught a great touchdown. Uh, from Andy Dalton, the great first, catch in great the first quarter, was it? That was nice. Yeah, that was nice. And yeah, anything else for for the Saints that you want to talk about? It really was a 50-50 between Mark Ingram and Latavius Murray. Um, Kamara, I mean, I was saying he should be back this week, last week. So I, I honestly don't know what the status of Kamara is going forward. Um, but if if there is no Kamara. It's going to be a 50-50 split, and quite honestly, I don't know how sexy or appealing that is to fantasy managers. Yeah, I can see that. I think Ingram really was the guy in between in between the 20s, you know, on alternating drives. Then when they got closer to the red zone, it was, it was Latavius Murray. So maybe Murray would be the guy that you want. Yeah, but honestly, at this point, Depending on how your depth is at running back, I would probably just look look elsewhere. I would look elsewhere. I would look elsewhere for sure. And there there are definitely other options. Like, you know, if, if Melvin Gordon is out there, you have to be looking at Melvin Gordon now. Um, if let's say that's really the only one that's that's like jumping off the page would be Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's like the guy for this week. This this waiver wire week is thin. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot out there. I mean, if but, somebody hasn't already picked up Jamal Williams or drafted him, yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to waffle too much. I don't want to be here for an hour and a half. Fair, 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 <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so for the Vikings, another kind of middling day for Kirk Cousins, and that's kind of what you're looking. For. That's just what you what you get with him. Uh, Justin Jefferson went from having a very solid day to having an unbelievable day in the fourth quarter. Yeah. 
a 40 and a 30 yard catch. Uh, yeah. Okay. That'll do it. Yeah. That'll do uh, it. That definitely does it. And yeah. that was, he had most of Kirk Cousins' yards on the ground or on the, uh, through the air. So there you go on that one. And out of welcome the back, line, Justin Jefferson. Yes. It, as if he ever left. And well, you know, a lot of people were there. He was dead to a lot of people after one bad game. Not but me. Not I me. know. Calm. I know. Calm. We keep we we keep calm. But uh, I mean, Adam Thielen also had a pretty pretty solid uh, day, and yeah, made a very nice day. Yep. And Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook was. Okay. Also very interesting though, how Dalvin cook was not on the field for third down. He was only on the field for one third down. There were 14 third downs in the game. Dalvin cook was on the field for one of them. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's something to do with the injury that he suffered last week. I definitely think so. I definitely think so. But I, in PPR where you really want the guy, it's going to be catching a lot of passes. I'm nervous about cook. I'm a little nervous. I mean, this was a tough matchup, though, for him, you know, all things considered. But I am definitely getting a little nervous with him. But he is he has a couple good matchups coming up, Chicago and then uh, and then Miami before his before his bye. And then it does get a little bit tough for for Cook going forward. Yeah, has a three week uh, stretch, a three week stretch of Washington, Buffalo and Dallas. Three very good run defenses. So that's going to be very, very interesting. Very. All right. Let's move on then to the Browns and the Falcons. Oh, what a weird weird game this turned out to be. What a very weird game, but what a good game. A good, good, good game. Yep. Nick Chubb, as per usual. Great game. Best Nothing pure runner in the say. National Football League. Yeah, he's fantastic. His run is just, he, he just runs pretty. Like he just passes every eye test. But the problem is that if he doesn't score, he doesn't help you. But he scored. Yeah. He scored and he looks phenomenal. He looks phenomenal. Yeah. And, you know, the resurgence of David Njoku continues. This week, yeah, had a fumble, had a fumble in the game, but was still very solid, very steady. You continue to stream him as a as a nice little tight end to use in PPR. Yep, and Kareem Hunt, I feel like I don't know how much you were expecting from Kareem Hunt coming into this year, but outside of the game against Carolina, he hasn't really given it to you. He is very clearly a second a second option in this offense. It's it's quite obvious. Yeah. Um. But with that being said, you drafted him to be a, a flex level play, and he's kind of giving you flex level numbers, low yeah. end flex level numbers. I would say. I guess some people were expecting it to be like the old days of two years ago, where it was one A one B between Chubb and Hunt. Not while Nick Chubb is running like this. Yeah, you're right. Nick Chubb just looks better. He looks better at the two running backs. That's so slouch on Kareem Hunt because I think Kareem Hunt is on the Kansas City Chiefs. We're drafting this guy's top five running back. But with that being said, 
Nick Chubb is just he's a diff, he's a different level of running back right now. I think wasn't he being drafted as a top? Was he a top ten running back when he was on the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was drafted as so, such. Um, and for the Falcons, this is just like a really weird, poorly quarterback game by the by Brissett and Mariota. Definitely the running backs here. I'm I'm looking at picking up Cordero Patterson in the guillotine because. Or as you call him, mommy, for mommy. some weird for some weird reason, mommy that I don't know. Great guy, great guy. Uh, we love mommy. It was interesting too, is that Cordell Patterson was third on the team in rushing. He, he was he wasn't even the top dog. Algier looked great, and Caleb Huntley, woo! He had some explosiveness. I was like, wow. A little concerned about, about Patterson after this, but we're fine. We're fine. He's still a top 24 guy. Play him as such. Scored. Didn't kill you. Didn't kill you. Well, the nice thing about, about Patterson is that he just has a knack for finding the end zone this season. Yes. And you want a guy to score? That's your that's your guy. Uh, yeah. And if there's a piece of this Atlanta offense that you probably do want outside of Drake London is Cordell Patterson. Yeah. Cause it's not Kyle Pitts. No. Uh-uh. Well, welcome back to purgatory. Kyle Pitts. Welcome back to planet earth. Yeah. Oh my hope, God. I hope you enjoyed your stay in playing out of your head. And you know what? They're going to say that they won the game, that they don't have to change anything. We're two and two. We're going to keep on moving on. Which is unfortunate. Very, very, very alarming. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like a chicken and the egg. Because it's like, is it because Marcus Mariota is not the same level of quarterback as Matt Ryan that Kyle Pitts isn't doing this? Or is it just the scheme that's not letting Kyle Pitts find, like, do what he wants to? Is it a little bit of both? I think it's a little bit of both, to being honest. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, Matt Ryan hasn't looked like amazing in Indianapolis, but no, no. But at the but at the same time, I think you know any fantasy manager was going to be expecting more out of out of Pitts. You know, at least give him a shot. They don't even get yeah. him a shot. Like one for twenty five. That's brutal. Yeah, and he was only second on the team in targets with four. Like that's just it's just not what you're looking for when you yeah, have a guy the problem like is that. you can't bench him. You can't yeah. bench him. Because like, who are you going to bet him for? Tight end is so thin. Mm-hmm. And he spent a premium pick on him, probably. Yet he's killing you. And he's yep. absolutely killing you. It's a very tricky one. And I'm very happy I don't have any shares of Pitts. Very, very, very happy. Yeah. Well, if things break the way that they're looking like in the guillotine, I don't know. how. I would be sh- interested to see how much Kyle Pitts goes for. And as far as Fab. <sighs> I can't project that far. <laughs> I can't project that far. I'm, ju- I'm, just, I'm just curious, but we get a time. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next game, your team, the Commanders and the Cowboys. The Commanders got Cooper rushed once again. Cooper Rush started, Cooper rushed starts his career four and zero. First Cowboys quarterback to ever do it. 
which is saying a lot, actually. Likes of Don Meredith, Danny White, Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman, Jason Garrett, Quincy Carter, Drew Bledsoe, Vinny Testaverde, Tony Romo, Dak. Wait, Drew Bledsoe play for the Cowboys? Yes. Oh. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe plays for the Cowboys. That's that's who Tony Romo took took after. Oh. Tony Romo took over for Drew Bledsoe. Interesting. Yeah. So Drew Bledsoe was Wally pipped by two future Hall of Famers. Poor guy. Poor bastard, I know. Um, I want to talk about Washington first. Is it possible that Washington is just a bad team? Yeah. I'm kind of alarmed by a lot of things with Washington. Mm -hmm. I mean, Terry McLaurin, for one. Scary Terry is scary for all the wrong reasons right now. Here's the problem, though. They get Tennessee next week. I don't know how you could sit McLaurin against Tennessee. I don't know how you could do it. Yeah. That's tricky. But he has done nothing to warrant being in your lineups. Absolutely nothing. He's just a name right now this season. That's it. He's a name and a, and a high draft pick for you. And it seems like Curtis Samuel is getting is the favorite son here, but also they really want to get Jahan Dotson involved. And really Jahan Dotson's look very good. So I can't really fault them on that. Yeah, but they paid Terry McLaurin. I know. So it just makes no sense. And not, none of it makes sense. They have to accept this is a bad football team. And I think it's just kind of that. Yeah. Carson Wentz is just not a good quarterback right now. Nope. No. Uh, for the Cowboys, the the running game has plummeted back to earth where mm-hmm. Zeke has reestablished his dominance uh, for the carries. And it's basically a uh, Tony who never met the guy. Um, I mean, Zeke had 39 snaps. Pollard had 24. If you look at the pie charts, Zeke really dominated. First, second down, then third down. Pollard was on the field. I mean, it's what it's what you just expect at this point, quite honestly. Um, but CD, like if 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 you did not try and go buy CD when his value was at his lowest, I'm sorry. He's a stud. He's a stud. I do, I still don't know if he's like a, an out and out number one receiver, or if this is just taking advantage of a very bad defense with a very bad secondary. But wow. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. that's good real, stuff. The real question is, does that because the Cowboys are doing really well and they're sitting at three and one, are they like, you know what, Dak? You can heal up for another week. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't throw him out there against Aaron Donald. That's nope. gonna be a that's really going to be a, a test for Cooper Rush. Feed Cooper you know, Rush to the Wolves. Because, yeah, listen, he beat the Giants, who are underrated, but still not the best defense in the world. And he beat the Commanders, who suck. 
Mm-hmm. So this will be if you can beat the Rams, that will say a lot more than than these two games. Keep Cooper Rush in there for one more week. Have Dak ready to go for Sunday Night Football in two weeks versus the Eagles. Oh, that's going to be a fun one. That's that's the game you need Dak ready for. You do not need him ready for next week. Yeah. Uh, something also interesting is uh, Michael Gallup had that great touchdown catch. Yep. On the field for 39 snaps, 39 of 61. I would expect that number to go up next week, be closer to 50. Work it his way back. Give Gallup a couple of weeks. Yep. All right. Next up is another fantastic game. Uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens. Great game. Another great game. Yep. Uh, Stefan Diggs, you wish you would have scored. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like I was saying, uh, Stefan Diggs, you, you wish you would have scored in this one. Um, I know I was yelling at my TV for him to score because he's on my team in the guillotine, but, uh, still a pretty, pretty good look. I think that really a lot of games were pretty poor weather because of what's going on. Mm-hmm. in the southeastern United States. So, yeah. Um you can kind of forgive a lot of the wonky stat lines. But uh especially since when, once we get to the Eagles game, it's going to be pretty apparent about that. Yeah. But um yeah, I don't know. I'm not worried about Diggs though. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like a I wish. It's it's a wishful thing. That's it. Gabe Davis I am worried about. And we 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 talked about Gabe Davis. We talked about this, but he, he, I I didn't start him. I didn't start him. I couldn't do it. I could I could not actually stomach starting Gabe Davis when really he, he's proven nothing, and he scored a touchdown off of a busted coverage. Yeah, I, I don't know. That was what... Isaiah McKenzie. You're thinking of Isaiah McKenzie? No, I'm thinking of Gabe Davis in Week One. Oh, week one. Yeah, week one. He only has one touchdown in the year because of one busted coverage. Outside of that, he's done nothing. I thought you were so, talking about the game, this game. I, honestly, Gabe Davis probably belongs on benches until further notice. Yeah. Could be an overreaction, sure. But I, I'm not starting him next week. No, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I don't really, I don't blame you on that one. And for Baltimore, J.K. Dobbins, welcome back. Welcome Fantastic. back. Must start now. You have, yep. to, you have to start him. Yeah, and this is really what you're looking for for the Ravens. Yep. And he gets a Sunday night football next week versus Cincinnati. Prime time. Start him. Start him so up. the the real question is. Is Devin Duvernay worth it? Is this, we've gotten to the point where it's not just an aberration anymore for him? Uh, worth what? Starting? Yeah. No. I was like, a, no? No. 14 team leagues only. 12, you okay. could still do better. 10, you could definitely do better. Yeah. They just don't throw. They don't just don't throw enough to their secondary targets. They throw a lot to Mark Andrews, and they'll throw to Rashad Bateman. Outside of that, I don't think Baltimore cannot sustain three options in their passing game. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they traded Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mainly. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Next game. Oh, this game was this game was drunk. I love this game. The, you know, you know exactly. I didn't even need to say it. It's Seattle and Detroit. She knew. I fucking love Gino right now. What a guy. Look at Gino Smith finally fulfilling on his potential after after nine years of being in the league. As of right now, the sixth overall player in scoring for this week. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. If only the Jets drafted him. If only the Jets didn't. Never mind. Only the I Jets want... drafted him. Well, he just turned the ball over a lot when he was with the when was he, when he was with the Jets. I mean, he did lead them to a 500 season his rookie year, but and he had a perfect passer rating that one time. But he, he got Wally pipped by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Very true. But in this game, he looked fantastic. He looked great. He looked great. It's a plus matchup. You wanted you wanted to explore it. We talked about this on the mailbag this week that Gino was looking like a, a very very good start. I know I started him this week in the guillotine. Adam started him this week. I thought about starting him over either Tom Brady or, or Justin Herbert, but I was just like, eh, I can't. I I I, I can't go that far. I can't go that far, but I put it this way. It would not be in as close of a matchup as I'm in there if I did start Gino over Brady. So, but that would have been, that would have been like, that's too, that's too cute. That's too cute. But Gino looked good. Gino looked good. I'd be very interested to see what he does next week though, versus New England. Very, very interesting to see what he does. Yeah, and the thing that we've seen over these first four weeks is that Detroit's defense is porous. And you got to play everybody you have against Detroit. Correct. Because, you know, even Rashad Penny had a fantastic day Mm -hmm. against Detroit. Sell high, sell high, sell high, sell high. Yep, absolutely. That is going to be a goal of mine this week to dump my shares of Rashad Penny where I can. It's kind of interesting, though, that the two touchdowns that Gino threw were to the tight ends and not to Metcalf or Lockett. Yeah. Yeah, Metcalf, Metcalf had himself a great day. One of the funnier stories of the day, that Metcalf demanded to be carted off because he had to go to the bathroom. Hysterical. No. Absolutely Lamar, hysterical. Poor Lamar Jackson had to run to the locker room, but... Uh, <laughs> DK Metcalf got the cart treatment. I think DK's might have been a bit more urgent on Lamar's if you get my gist. <laughs> well, there was that. Who was it? Was it Nate Kading that was uh, caught peeing on the sideline? Uh huh. Yeah. You can't expose yourself in public. That's a crime. That's why you have the towel. That's a crime. The to- the, you have the courtesy towel for that. It's still a crime. <laughs> anyway, Jared Goff also had a great day. Yeah. Yep. QB one of the week, Jared Goff. What a weird sentence. I can't believe I'm saying it. 
we're we're in the upside down. And tight end one of the week, TJ Hawkinson. I know. It seemed like every big play was going his way. Sell high on Hawkinson. Yeah, We knew the targets from Amon Ross St. Brown were going to go somewhere. They went to Hawkinson. He delivered. Sell high. Do it. Yep. And the nice thing is that the, I mean, Josh Reynolds was a big factor, but Craig Reynolds, part of me was like afraid that he was going to be a touchdown vulture for Jamal Williams. Oh, but no. that was not the case in this game at no. all. Nope. Buck eight for Jamal Williams, two touchdowns. Wolf. Lovely, lovely stuff. Yep. This game was fun to watch. Indeed it was. And fun to have fantasy players in, that's for sure. Yes. Yes. You you played your guys in this matchup. Congratulations. You were uh you were really loving the points. Yep. Uh next game, the Chargers and the Texans. Welcome back, Brandon Cooks. We hardly knew ye, or we missed you so. I called for a bounce back week on uh, on the mailbag this week for Brandon Cooks. I called I called a nice little bounce back week and 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 he got it. Yep, perfect. Seven catches on seven targets for fifty seven yards and a touchdown. You love nice. to see it. Nice, love to see it. Love to see it. But Damian Pierce, I know. Yep. Son, son, son. And not just that, he was the only running back to get carries in this game for the Texans. Yep. So that tells you a lot. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I love his matchup next week, too, versus Jacksonville. You, you play him again. Play him again. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to put him as a top 15 option, but am I going to put him in between 15 and 20? Yeah, he's a solid RB2 next week. Because, you know, he has the potential to break off runs like that 75-yard touchdown. You got to put him in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. He's a must, must start. Yep. Yep. Austin Eckler on the other side. He scored two touchdowns. Welcome back, Big fantastic. Egg. Yep. Welcome back, Big Eck. Great well, guy. Really, he scored three. But, yeah, he had two know. rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown. And uh, Mike Williams had a big yardage day. Nice day. Nice day yep. for Mike Williams. The only thing he didn't do was score, but he was targeted a ton in the end zone. And Gerald Everett looking like a solid tight end here. Start of the week on the Basin Talk podcast, Fantasy Show Mailbag. Um, I did say Gerald Everett, so uh, put one in the win column for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go. And yeah. That's kind of it here. So let's go to Tennessee and Indianapolis. Uh, good bounce back-ish for uh, Ryan Tannehill, where he had like 15-ish points, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Uh, Derrick Henry had a great game. Fantastic. Typical Derrick Henry day. PPR and, God, Derrick Henry, apparently. Yeah. Mr. So Five kinda... led, the, led the team in targets. Unreal. Unreal. Hey, but this this had to happen. This had to happen because they don't have the guys downfield in the passing game. They don't have A.J. Brown anymore. It's true. 
Derrick Henry saw Traylon Burks in crutches and he said, fuck you. I'm doing this myself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he had to, and he had to, and he was great. Yep. And yeah, led them to a win. Yep. Uh, the real key story here is the other running back in this game. And Bird, I know. Jonathan Taylor, do they say it's a high ankle sprain? That's what's being reported, yes. And that's a couple weeks. Three to four week injury. Yep. Three to four week injury. I just don't know, though, if Naeem Hines is the is the clear-cut handcuff. I honestly think that it's Philip Lindsay. I think Philip Lindsay could be the ad here and not Naeem Hines. I don't think they're going to have Naeem Hines running between the tackles. I think they might have Philip Lindsay as your first, second down guy, the Naeem Hines strictly on third down. I think both of them are going to, are going to split time here. But honestly, I think the pickup is going to be Philip Lindsay. It's just a sneaky little feeling that I have. Well, you have the luxury of seeing it for a week also. Yes. Because he's yes. going to be out for multiple weeks. But you also you also have to make that pickup this week, which is the problem. Yes. Which is the problem. So you have well, to make your mind you, up this week. You're going to – you probably already have Naeem Hines because he was the handcuff going into drafts. So if you pick up Philip Lindsay, you can see what it looks like with both the guys on your team and then make a more educated decision in two weeks mm-hmm. and not just next week. Yep. That's correct. Uh, Mo Ali Cox. I mean, where, where have you been all my life? Like that was amazing for him. Very nice breakout. Very nice breakout. Um, I just don't buy it as a consistent thing. However, that's sad because I love Mo, but I don't buy it. It's going to be consistent. Yeah. I'm a little worried about Michael Pittman, though. Um, a little bit. A little bit. I, a little bit. I don't know if I'm like super, super, super nervous, but yeah. Goodbye, love. Goodbye, love. That's what I'll say. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Bye low. Because his offense stinks. This 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 offense stinks. Yeah, you're, you're you're absolutely right. For as good of a GM as Chris Ballard is, and he's a great GM, he just cannot find a quarterback. And they need one. Yeah, they haven't had a I mean, they've had three veteran guys since Andrew Luck retired. And yeah, they just haven't really, they haven't found a groove. No, they haven't found the guy and they have to, they have to, because they have a football team that is good enough in a division that is not very good. Yeah, it's true. So it's like, what do you do? So, well, I mean, the division might be a bit more competitive this year, just because it looks like Jacksonville is going to be your surprise team of the of the year sure but yeah you know uh next is the bears and the giants Ugh, is right uh daniel jones went out with that ankle injury um you know he 
what are you going to do? Uh, I don't really know what to say on that one. But the Giants did win, and Saquon looked amazing. Yeah, Saquon looks great. Saquon looks great. You're going to continue to play him. Outside of that, there's not a single New York Giant that you are starting. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. This is unrelated. Well, this is kind of related, but The Athletic, I think, uh, posted a graphic that was in their 10 years of New York. In New York, Zach Wilson has more touchdown catches now than Kenny Galladay. Zach Wilson also has more touchdown catches in the continental United States than Kyle Pitts does. (laughs) And the same number for their careers. Yeah, which is hilarious. Sad. Sadly hilarious. Yes. It's uh, schadenfreudetastic. Mm-hmm. Spot on. Yep. And for the Bears, this is kind of, I mean, they just didn't look great uh, in this game against the Giants. And the Giants defense is okay, but like, but the Bears offense is just, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Try and get rid, get out of every last piece of this offense that you can. This offense is bad, bad. We're, we're lucky that this offense records 20 touchdowns this year. And that that's like, that's being dead serious. And they have Trevon Wesco. Oh my God. Yeah. Jets legend. Jets fullback this, tight end legend. This offense is so bad. Yeah. I mean, Darnell Mooney, like he had an okay game, but he just didn't score. They just can't score. They don't score touchdowns. No, they don't score. They don't score enough touchdowns. This offense is not good enough. The only player worth adding on this offense is the kicker. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Even then, even then, there are several better options. Go ahead, Jason Myers. Yeah, but the money badger. He's that whatever. Michael Badger does not move my needle. It okay, unless Michael Badger is going back to the going back to the Chargers. Well, the offense is bad enough that he's going to rack up points. Is the thing mm-hmm. because they just can't get it done. Yeah, but at the same time, if the offense isn't scoring enough, he's got two quarters to kick field goals before in the third and the fourth quarter when they're losing by twenty, they have to go for it on fourth down. That's true. Also, that's the counterpoint. Yeah. But that's just the philosophy in picking kickers. Just but that's very simple. Very simple. You don't want to have any of the Chicago Bears. Plain and simple. All right. Let's go into the Jaguars and the Eagles. Miles Sanders. Oh, man. Nice. Nice. Do nice I... day for everybody in the Eagles. Hurts looked yep. good. Sanders looked good. Kenny Gainwell scored. A.J. Brown was okay. Scored. Well, should have scored. Should have scored. Then had the that had, had the um they had his touchdown called called back. Uh Devonta Smith had a come down to earth sort of game. People realized that, you know, he's just Devonta Smith. Uh Dallas got it. Nice game. Nice game. Didn't score. No passing touchdowns thrown in the game. But Miles Sanders, really. I mean, you knew they were gonna they were, you knew they were gonna run the ball because of the conditions. And they did, and they did it very effectively. So 
if you're looking for a scouting report of what Davion Pierce could potentially do the, the Jacksonville Jaguars next week, look at this game. Yeah. And honestly, I because it due to circumstances on the other side of this game, I'm probably going to be starting Miles Sanders as my flex just because I have James Robinson as well. And James Robinson did not do a lot for me right now. And that's probably that might be due to the conditions and a lot can be blamed on that. But this, this week was a lot of 50, 50 as far Um, as ETN and Robinson. I'm loving Robinson next week. Against the Texans that just allowed three touchdowns at Austin Eckler. Yeah. All right. You could, you could bench James Robinson. I'm not, I am not no way by low. By low, just just do it. Do it. Start up. He's gonna be an RB two for me next week. Love him. Love him. Well, are you worried about ETN though? More? Oh, more I'm definitely worried about week? ETN. Yeah, I'm definitely worried about ETN for sure. It just feels like he hasn't he hasn't found anything at at this point. Regime is not loyal to him. They don't have to be. They didn't draft them. No. Well, they didn't, draft Jay, they didn't draft uh, James Robinson either. No, but they're going to decide who the best running back is out of the two, and the guy they think is the best running back out of the two for what they want to do is James Robinson. Well, actually, didn't Trent Baalke draft Travis Etienne? Yeah. No, he did. So, yeah, they are kind of – they are a little bit loyal to him. Uh, Doug Peterson isn't. No. Doug Peterson is not. Well, when you have a, a new coach like this, it's kind of like a clean slate where you can't really because you know he didn't draft he didn't draft any of these players. He didn't pick any of these players besides maybe Christian Kirk, who mm-hmm. had a pretty solid game. Yeah, two uh, two for sixty. Yeah, I, I mean, believe I don't know if I heard the stack correctly, but I believe it was the most lost fumbles in a game by a player in NFL history. That would be Trevor Lawrence. That is correct. Which with four, yep. I guess I guess it doesn't rain much in South Carolina now, does it? No, I don't think. What? Mm. Yeah, it kind of does. Like famously, I think it does. Famously, like literally right now. Oh, I'm talking about just during football games. During football games, not not in general. It doesn't rain on. It doesn't rain in South Carolina on Saturdays. Apparently not. They uh, they just blocked that shit out. And we know it rains in Florida. Yes, it absolutely does. We're not, we're not, it, everyone's going to be like, oh, how can you say that? There's the hurricane. Guys, I know. I know. We're talking about, they're talking about the scattered, isolated thunderstorms that always pop up in the, middle, in the middle of the day because it's Florida. Well, it is hurricane season. It is hurricane season, yes. It is hurricane season, yes. And, and obviously sending our best wishes to everyone affected by Hurricane Ian. Ian. Yep. Which honestly, it took me a second when you're like, it doesn't rain in South Carolina. I'm like, Hurricane Ian literally landed in South Carolina like a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. So hey, we're 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 getting it now. It's uh, it's pretty. We're getting like the outer uh, part of it, and it's 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 pretty gnarly. Yeah, I mean, I was in New York for the past couple of uh, for 
the past couple of weeks and flying. I flew home on Saturday and my mom was like worried about my flight getting delayed because of the rain mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's pretty early. It's pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty early. But thankfully, and we took more of a circuitous route, I think, because of those thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. Had to. Had to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else with this game where you can move on to the four o'clock slate? Let's fly through the four o'clock games. Okay. Uh, because Arizona, the fact this game is just about to enter the fourth the fourth quarter is very sad to me. I feel like I haven't watched any of it. <laughs> I watched the first bit of it. But Arizona and Carolina, uh, Zach Ertz looked really good. Yep. Zach Ertz. Startable. Yep. Startable. Continue to start him. He looks fantastic. There's always a looming threat, though, that DeAndre Hopkins is going to come back and he's going to take over this offense. This is going to be a whole new offense to assess when DeAndre Hopkins comes back. But for now, play him. You get two more weeks. Two more weeks to play his offense as is, and then we reassess his entire offense in week seven. Although I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Ertz has more of a role because it seems like he's earning more of a role now. And same with Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I mean they're gonna have they're gonna have to by default. No, well, they I mean they they cannot run the ball for shit, so they're gonna have to throw the ball, which means more for Hollywood and more for Zach Ertz. Well, I'm saying when Hopkins comes back, I think the roles are still. It's not going to be the same as it is now, but I think it's still going to be there for both. I of think them. so. I think so. But they're both they're both going to take hits. Yeah. And uh, my condolences to people who spot started Greg Dortch, thinking that they were going to get something out of that. Real sorry for for that happening. And yeah, Jets legend Greg Dortch for a day. Yeah. But you're right, though. They can't, they really can't run the football. James Conner looks bad. Yeah, looks real bad. bad. Bad, bad. And part of that's probably that he's banged up. And yeah. kind of the same thing. Well, and McCaffrey didn't look great on the ground either, but at least he made up for it by having nine catch, putting up wide receiver numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of checkdowns and. I think they're going to be going to Sam Donald sooner rather than later. Yeah. Baker Mayfield is, is not been looking great uh, at all, which nope. is kind of crazy to think about that. They're going to be going to, cause I wouldn't be surprised if they fire Matt rule during a bye week. Oh, they're, they're bad, 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 bad. Do we coach in Nebraska or Wisconsin soon enough? I know. I just heard about that. Shocked that Paul Chris got fired, but new head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers, Jets legend Jim Leonard. Love Jim Leonard. He is a great guy. I do, I do love me some Jim Leonard. Captain of the defense, yes. Jim Leonard. Yep. But yeah, for Carolina, you're not starting anybody not named Christian McCaffrey. You can't, unless unless it's DJ Moore. Maybe you start him as a flex, but only in PPR. Outside of that, you can't start anybody else. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And honestly, I don't think it's going to be any better with Sam Darnold. It's Sam Darnold. No, I think I think this this team, this offense, this organization is just fractured, and they need to just scrap, trap it up, rip it up, and start over. Yep. I mean, if this was if this was baseball, you'd be like, so which which contender is Christian McCaffrey going to be traded to at the trade deadline? Mm-hmm. And 
you know, you might have to think about doing that at some point. I mean, they tried to do it for Deshaun Watson, but Houston was just like, uh, nah, we're good. Yeah. Well, anyway, moving on to uh, the Patriots and the Packers. This game should have been better, but, you know, we got to see an an NFL debut, which is always fun. Yeah. And I learned how to pronounce Bailey Zappi's name. Bailey Zappi. I always thought it was Zapp. Nope. Zappi. Bailey Zappi. He looked fine. He looked fine. They were very conservative, though. Very, very, very conservative with how they uh, manage their manage their business. I think a full week of the offense with the offense and, and Zappy is is going to be up and running. Has a plus matchup next week too versus uh, versus Seattle. So you could see a little bit there. Uh, Damian Harris looked good. Ramondre Stevenson looked good. Ramondre Stevenson caught a shit ton of passes, ran more routes than Damian Harris did. So both of them are Damian Harris, I would say, is more of a high end, high end flex option. Roger Stevenson is a, is a solid flex option in PPR. I do I do think Damian Harris to score again next week. So start him. So do they know actually New England's playing Detroit, by the way? Detroit, thank you. I, was I like, knew it was someone in that game. I was like, that's making sense. The Jets are playing Seattle. That doesn't Yes. Yes, that's correct. Not this week, but later in the season. The scheduling. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So do you think that Hoyer is going to be out next week? It's looking like a concussion. And based on how the NFL has been ravaged by uh, concussion storylines over the course of the last few days, I would find it very, very hard for a team to be trying to rush a quarterback to get back out there when dealing with a concussion. Yeah. And honestly, you know, now that I know and correct to do that's Detroit, I'm more comfortable starting the running backs if I had mm-hmm. any. Yeah, the, the, yes, yes. Because Detroit's defense sucks. Mm-hmm. Harrison Stevenson are very solid starts this week. Very, very, very solid. And honestly, I mean, any of the receivers could be something in a deep, in a deep league. I don't know how comfortable I would be, whether it's Bailey Zappi or Brian Hoyer with starting either of them. But it's Detroit, though. Yeah, but which one are you going to feel comfortable with starting? All right, you got me there. Maybe Devontae Parker? No, no, no. No, 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 no. No. Uh-uh. Not a chance. You're not winning anything with Devontae Parker. That's how I feel. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, the Packers, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones keeps doing Aaron Jones things. And... Yep. Great, great day for Aaron Jones. This is the guy you want to have in this backfield. Alan Lazard also had a great day, uh, aside from scoring or not scoring. And uh, even, you know, Robio Dobbs caught that great touchdown. Yeah, he should have had two. Yeah. Should have had two, but he dropped it. But overall, it's not a, not a bad game from the Packers. Kind of a weird uncharacteristic game from Aaron Rodgers. He, he looked weird. It just felt, he, he felt off, I guess. Um, I, I just think it's still trying to get to grips with having a very young receiving core. Uh, Rodgers could have had an 18-19 if Dobbs held on to that touchdown. So 
you're going to continue to start him as a low in QB1. Better days are ahead. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. What do we have next? Next is the Broncos and the Raiders. Finally, Jerry Judy did, did something. I mean, what a great game. What a great catch. That touchdown catch by Judy was fantastic. And the Broncos looked, I mean, they lost, but like Russell Wilson. Better. Yeah, definitely looked better. Definitely looked better. Um, it's just a very scary situation to want to be in, if I'm being quite honest. Um, but my goodness me. Javante. Yep. I want, I, even if Melvin Gordon's out there, I don't really know how much of this offense I really want. Yeah, like I'm happy that Judy did well, but am I comfortable starting him because it's so like up and down? Not no. really. No. The only player on this offense that I'm comfortable starting moving forward is Cortland Sutton. That's it. It feels like Cortland Sutton is Russell Wilson's first read. Yeah. On every play. Yeah. Five catches, 52 yards and a score. Nice. On seven targets too. Yeah. Yep. Just solid. Just very, very, very steady. Yep. That's what you need. I think like, like I talk about this with Jake all the time. He loves Judy. I'm not a Judy guy. I love steady, consistent, solid performances. And that's what Cortland Sutton gives every single week. Give me the guy that'll put up 15 to 20 points versus the guy that'll put up five or 35. Yeah. And really going into the season, we didn't know who the guy was going to be. But I think going into next season, I'd be looking at Cortland Sutton over Judy for sure. Maybe. I haven't thought that far yet. But maybe. But maybe. And for the Raiders, I mean, Josh Jacobs looked great. Devontae Adams looked great. You start both, you can either start both of them moving forward. I mean, big win for the Raiders. They needed that. They needed that yep. in a big, 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 big way. Yeah. But I think you continue to be worried about Darren Waller at this point. Um a little bit. A little bit. But you know these games are gonna happen. I mean, they brought in Devontae Adams. He's the first read. They were winning the game. They ran it with Jacobs. I mean, Jacobs 144 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. It's Waller will have better days. I'm not too concerned, but is it concerning? Yes. Yeah, because it just feels like he hasn't gotten going with the Raider with like with the Raiders this season, where it has been going, like you said, to Devon uh, to Devante, or it's been going to Mac Hollins, uh, or Josh Jacobs out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you just wish those targets and stuff were going to Waller, especially yeah. in the red zone. Yeah, you definitely do. You definitely do. Um, but better days are ahead for Waller. I'm not too, yep. I'm not too worried. All right. 
Well, we already previewed Monday night, actually, on the preview show. Yep. Yeah, we're so, good to go. Fantastic. Uh, excited for you to talk about Sunday Night Football and Mike Evans' big day. Big, 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 big day. Love you, Mike. And, and the uh, shootout between the Chiefs and the Bucks. But for right now, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host at Birdsall, I am Adam Castor, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.